Dean. I'm the traveller man. And I'm the country man. So what's the crack? What's happened today? So we're started. Yes, go ahead. I want to give it a shot. We're up and running. We have our, our podcast sitting here. Yes. In this room together. Let's talk. Talk, say what you want. Ask what you want. Feel uh, free. I'm interested in, I'm fascinated by traveller culture. Right. I always have been, but in the last two years I've been hanging out with you and I've been able to pick your brain. Yes. And see you in action. So you're a traveller man and I'm a country man. Uh, when we were kind of thinking about the name for this. Yes. Explain to me, uh, country man, what's that mean? Country man? Yeah. Well, a country man would be um, a country man. Well, that's a country man, somebody living in the country generally. Not that he'd be like from Dublin, basically. Majority of travellers would see a settled man as a countryman. That's the mo- that would be the most word that would have been used even up to now for years and years and years. So, uh, like, the, for instance, if you were in a... Say you're on a campsite now, for instance, right? Yeah. And someone happens to drive around that you don't know who they are, basically. It's just a car maybe lost away or took a wrong turn or something like that there. And the chances are, like, someone would say, who's that? I think that's a, I think that's a countryman. That's the first reply you would get. There'd be no asking why do you call him a countryman or how how is he a countryman? So you don't know where he's from. Is it like what it Mexicans? Could be from, it could be from anywhere. He could be an English guy. He could be a guy from Northern Ireland. He could be a guy from anywhere down the country. But yes, it would make him a countryman if he comes from the country. That would be the... Like, put it this way, I don't know much of how a settled person would would refer to another man. Would you say, if you see another guy, a guy coming in like you didn't know who's traveling around your area and he said, someone said to you, who's he? You'd probably say, I don't know him, do you? I would just say, no, I don't, whatever. I just don't know him, he's just a fella. He's just a fella. But with, I, I, you hear Mexicans say to, say, uh, American tourists, they call them all, is it amigo? Is that what they say? Uh, I'm not sure, but it's not the other way around, No. So the, the Mexicans would have a name that they'd call American tourists. Yes. You know what I mean? And Oh, they're using their own word, like amigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're referring to themselves at the same time, really. They're referring to the uh, American tourists. They're talking about American tourists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a word hey, that they amigo, use. amigo, what's going on? Yeah. It, That's it, my Mexican accent. <laughs> yeah. But it's a word that they use amongst themselves, isn't and it? And everyone would know straight away, well, he's not, Ameri- he's not Mexican. He's not yes. a Mexican fella. He's American. He's an American. Yeah. He's not one of us. That, that's kind of like, he's not one of us. That's a country fella. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's why I would call you a country fella. Who's a, uh, someone said to me, um, I said, do you know, De- do you know Dean? Um, who's Dean? First thing I'd say, he's a country fella. You said that to another traveller, they'd get it straight away. No, they, they'd understand what I was saying. He's a country man. Yeah, but yeah. that country man could be living like just across the road from you. Do you understand now what I'm talking about? Wouldn't It wouldn't mean that he's from the country. It's just a word we would use. Yeah. Now, I don't know if every... Travellers would use it. I don't know if everyone uses it. I don't, I don't know if countrymen know, use it. This is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if every traveller out there would use it, let it be England or Ireland or whatever it might be, anywhere. I'm not saying that every traveller would use it. So if you're in England... But travellers that I'd be around, without a doubt, yeah, would, use, would use that word. If yes. you're in England, what word do they use? Well, you see, if they're, if, if they're, uh, if they're Irish travellers in England, some of them probably would use the... The, 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 that word he, he, he's a countryman and you know of the English now then they have the, the, the word use a word they have that language you know but the, you've heard about the language can't it's uh, it's traveller language but the younger generation wouldn't know a big lot of it the older it's generation the middle aged it's a traveller motto I can't 
Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's how word we all use. I can't do it. <laughs> no, but the, the word for, there's another word for it as well also. But the word can't would mean like, like for instance, talking about if you said, who's your man there? I don't know who the Sublia is. The Sublia would be, you're referring to the man, Sublia. Yeah, so that comes, oh, then you have another word. From, uh, have you ever heard the word the gloak? I never heard gloak. No. Did you ever hear gloak? Well, that's a that's a word a lot of travellers would have used. I heard inic. Yeah, inic can be used for more or less anything. Yeah, yeah. The best way of saying it's just it. a, it's a thing. Uh, you replace for any word. Yes. Uh, different people would refer to different things for that. So that be to me that would have ting, a word. It's like ting, ting, that word doesn't make no sense to me. To be honest with you. It's like ting of a jig. Uh, now the other uh, we we're, were there with the, the gloak. Yes. Who's the gloak? Now, it's a bit too old-fashioned for me, being honest with you, but the thing about it is, it would have been used, like, not recently. The, the older ones now, today, would use it. Now, when I say the older ones, I'm talking about the 60s and the 70 years olds. Uh, you could call them the old-fashioned ones, travellers, yeah? But the thing about it is, um, back then, they would have used it a lot. Like, as you know, well, travellers have been around Dublin... 40 years or more probably. Now, I know there'd be a lot longer than that. Yeah. But there would have been lesser travellers around it. Yeah. Because back then, you would have had travellers like all over Ireland, all camped out in different parts of Ireland. Mm -hmm. The very, 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 very odd traveller would have lived in a house. Uh, minority of travellers would live in a caravan. And the very, very, very smaller region of travellers would have lived in tents. I asked you a question the other day, right? Yes. And... See the way you're living in tents. Well, I wasn't living in tents. But traveling people in general, right? Uh, older travelers, older yes. Older travelers, people. The older so travelers. So that generation. reminded me of Indians, like Native American Indians. Uh, yes, come on. In what sense? Well, they're in tents. They're in teepees. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but are Indians are the Indian are Indians still living in tents now? Uh, not not necessarily no, but there are some. So they've moved up in the world. That's telling me. Well, the same as travelers. Well, tra travellers uh, live in caravans now. Yeah. Uh, some of them live in houses. Some of them live in chalets. So the question I had for you the other day was, and I thought I found this interesting, right? Yes. Because I'm, I'm learning as much as anything else. That's what I'm, I'm interested in doing. Um, You're with the right guy, don't worry. Travelling people, it seems to me, when I knew travelling people, say, in the 80s and 90s, yes. they were into cowboys rather than Indians. In what sense into cowboys? I need well, to I'd understand go into, where I'd go into, like, uh, camps or I'd go into somebody's uh, caravan and there'd be, like, John Wayne posters. There'd be cowboy music. There'd be guns. There'd be holsters. You know? Are you talking about kids? No, I'm talking about men. But men would, if they had guns then, they wouldn't have toy guns. Not toy guns, like replicas or cowboy guns, or you know what I mean? Uh, as ornaments. As ornaments, yeah, you exactly. Seen, yeah, you Big seen, long rifles as ornaments, you, you, but it was all cowboy I know, stuff. I don't know who you are mixing with or who you're talking about, yeah. or what travellers that you were you knew back then, but yeah, a lot of travellers would have had stuff like that for ornaments. That would be it. They'd be brick. Maybe maybe they'd have brass or copper or something like that they are. Uh, there wouldn't be such things as a plastic gun. They could travel the whole land of a plastic gun for But you were big into cowboys. That's the point. Uh, when you say cowboys, movies, is that what we're talking Cowboy about? Cowboy movies, yeah. Yeah, they love that because the truth is, uh, back then, the, the majority of film would have been cowboys. For whatever reason, I don't know. Well, that's what Hollywood was making, like John Wayne films and all that. Yeah, because and what, they portrayed the, the, the cowboys yeah, as the heroes. Yeah, don't but for, don't forget, it, it wasn't just travellers that would have been into that because like, at the end of the day, travellers wouldn't have paid their wages, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. therefore, uh, making cowboy movies had to be a big thing in America or whatever parts of the world they were making them. Do you get what I'm saying? But it's just the fact that travellers liked, uh, liked cowboy movies. Yeah. So 
what reason would they have liked them? Uh, because they were probably more popular on TV. Yeah, back yeah, then yeah. at the time with the black and white television yeah with the two leads put onto a battery there wasn't <laughs> yes that's true is that where you get the power from right, that's how it was so you'd have a black and white TV yes. the power leads coming out on yeah. the battery without a doubt and uh, there would have been no electricity see how would you have fixed electricity if you were moving around all the time so basically they used their brains they, they got battery TVs it's like having a little, just a little camper van you'd be, uh, you'd be up and ready and gone yeah like that sort of thing yes and well, you wouldn't have camper water van, a camper van today is an, ev- an easier lifestyle uh, back then, there was nothing easy for travellers, and I'm not acting the old-fashioned guy here, but what I am saying is, I can say, let's say, briefly remember some little bits of it, but then again, up until what? Up until, like, say, 30 years ago. Now, 30 years ago seems like a long, long time, but it's not. Do you get what I'm saying? So, therefore, uh, that's when, I, I remember when, say, we used to use generators, to, to, so uh, you'd have a diesel generator yeah. at the back. And at this time, it was an official council site, but there would have been no electricity on it. Uh, there would have been like an outside tap, an outside running tap, basically. So we're talking about this is like a halting site. It was a halting site, because, yeah. Uh, just, just let's clear no, up. But, let's yeah, clear up yeah. before we move on, because we're getting deep into stuff and, and we're saying a lot of things that people will go, I never heard those words before. I don't know the yeah. difference between what you're talking about, a camp, a halting site. No, I'll tell you the difference of a camp. This is how, how it was with a camp, right? Basically, right, you could, you could call a camp anywhere. You could be travelling along the road with your caravan, towing your caravan, and decide to pull on the side of a road, which did happen. Lots and lots and lots. Look at here. It was the culture of travellers, the best way I put them back then, right? Now, they pulled on the side of the road, and then that was a camp. That was classed as a camp. So they set up their whatever, let it be a tent. At the time, I'm, I'm saying they would have towed a caravan, understand that, those who had caravans. Those who didn't have a caravan would have set up a tent. Right. But the thing about it was, you made it your camp then. Do you see what I'm saying? As I said, uh, it would be a little bit before my time. Be truthful about it. What age are you now? I'm only 50 now. I'm only a young lad. So I'm going back, say, I'm not going back before 50 years. I'm going back 30, 35 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Because it's about as much as I can remember. But I was talking to the likes of, say, some of the older folk now. They would... Uh, probably tell me a lot, lot more, or be able to tell you a lot more, if you want to put it that way, uh, about the side of the road, the camps, how they set up camps, where they got their water, no electricity supply. Uh, back then, they probably wouldn't even have a generator. Maybe the odd one would. A uh, generator, as you know, it, it supplies electricity. So they'll be, be running off just like... Enough just to maybe... the water over stream. Right. Enough just to run um, a light and maybe a TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be very happy just with a little, that. A little light when they use now, a candlelight. Uh, the difference with the camp was, you might be lucky to pull in where there might be, do you ever see the old roadside water pumps? You won't see a lot of them now, but you will see the odd one if you're travelling down the west or down around, uh, say, any part of, down the country, away. Like, if you travel like 100, maybe 150 miles from Dublin, chances are you spot the odd one of them water down pumps. Down the back roads. Uh, but there used to be, uh, let's say, there used to be more common before because there was more of them. Now these pumps are probably gone rusty from being switched off. You'll see a very, very, very odd one. If I'd be off on my bike cycling on the back roads, like up at farmers' yards and all that, that's where you'll find. That's you might chance that. You might chance seeing them there, yeah. and they're probably more used for farmers now than anything else anyway because water for whatever the animals and cows and stuff well, like that. but years ago we were all set up on horses so everyone had them like they were, they were more common like you know yeah I know what you're saying yeah but anyway what I was talking about was I was talking about the, the supply 
the minimum supplies that was in a camp. So really you had nothing in a camp. All you had in a camp was a spot to either pull your caravan or set up a tent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then that, that's what made that your camp. Yeah. Now you asked me the difference of, an, of a camp and a halting site. Well, back then, as I said, I'm going back to about 30, 35 years. Well, let's put it, I'm, I'm 40... I'm 42, 40 years up around Dublin, let's put it that way, right? When we moved up to Dublin... Where did you move from? We moved from a place called Newtown, down in, say, beside Longford, County Longford. So, uh, basically, based, it would be based between Longford and, and say, Ruski, Carrick and Shannon. Oh, you were on the Shannon then, All yeah. of them places. But as again, I was only a kid, a kid like, I was only very, very young, like, but... Eight yeah. years old, so I can't tell you. You don't have much memories of that. No, and that's what I'm trying to get at. I can't tell you that I remember a big lot about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I would briefly, slightly remember us. Yes, uh, living on the side of the road. Yeah, without a doubt. So did your parents have a camp down there? Is that uh, yeah, on the side of the road. Yeah. There yeah. was a big. Uh, there was a big. As you call it, a layby. You know yeah. what a layby is, don't you? Yeah. Where the cars or lorries can pull in for a while if they want and take a rest and go on about the business, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't pull in when there's travellers caravans there. That's without a, no doubt about that. Like, you know what I mean? Why? Uh, well, put this way: if you, um, I don't, I can't say exactly why. Mm. Maybe they all had their own reasons. I'm not saying they had reasons in the first place. Yeah. But if you, uh, if you pulled in somewhere where there was like strangers living in, in caravans and tents. And you wanted to maybe rest in your, your lorry, if you were driving a lorry or some van, whatever. And you were driving long distance and you decided, you look at, I need to pull in for a rest here. And, like, I don't, I'm, I'm going to be funny about it now, but you don't want to wake up and park kind of your van or... I'm not saying that would happen with travellers. Like it I'm, would happen. No, I'm being sarcastic about right, genuinely. Of course it would happen, but... Well, there's no guarantee it would happen because every traveller, they, they were all, all thieves, like, you know what I mean? I might, I might be an old traveller, but it doesn't mean I'm a thief. You know what I mean? So, do you want to get into that? You do? The other thing about it is... Yeah, I want anyway. to get into yeah. that. I do want to get into that. I <laughs> think that's one of the reasons looking, I want to do a podcast you're looking, with you're a traveller man. You're looking for a fight now, aren't you? I'm looking for a you're conversation. Accused, yeah, you're talking to a traveller man and you tell him that he would he would rob, rob stuff for a man's van or a man's lorry. I'm a country man. I tell you, the best thieves in the world is country people well, as well. Well, let's put it this way. Personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rob anything from a lorry or a van or anything. Wouldn't be my, it wouldn't be my uh, forte either. Right. The other thing about it is, anyway, what I'm saying is, would you take a chance of pulling in there? If you're here, you talked about Mexico earlier on, didn't you? Yeah. If you were driving through Mexico... <laughs> and you happen to you happen to be tired and need a rest would you pull in where there's about 20 Mexicans hanging around the corner there uh, would you think in your mind if we go up here next morning my wheels are going to be gone and my, <laughs> my mirrors are going to be gone and maybe I'm going to be gone what's going to happen here it'll be Mexico so it'll be Mexico not Mexico <laughs> so uh, no you're right they're the right. little things you have to take into consideration anyway I remember regardless I, of who he, the people are here's my example of that right I remember I was walking through France yeah yes thank God no travellers go on tell me and this is just, just something I had a, t- a thought about I was walking through France uh, through Paris, right? Yes. So I was in the city, and it was like about 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yes. And you know, like most cities, after about 10 o'clock at night, and uh, the sun goes down, mm. it starts to get a little bit, you know, more interesting in the city. In France? In, in anywhere. Any, no, any, you were talking any, about France, any, were you? Yeah. yeah, any big city in the world. So I was dra- walking through Paris. Yes. This is just an example that came to my head there. And there was two groups of lads, one on the left-hand side and one on the right-hand side of the road. And I was walking down the middle of the road. One group of white fellas and one group of black fellas. And just something came into my head going, which side of the road would I walk across and be safer on? Serious. Feel safer on. You know what I mean? 
And, I yes. just, I, and that reminds me of, you know, if there was a group of Mexicans parked up or a group of travellers parked up, would which, we go in? Which side would you walk? Yeah, and I've just, I got this, I got this kind of feeling like you would get a feeling if you pulled into a layboy and there was a couple of caravans there or a couple of Mexicans there. Yes. You're kind of getting a feeling in your stomach going, am I safe here? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, and I don't know if that's prejudice or racist or it's just a human feeling that you get no matter who's there. If you went in and it was it was dark at night and there was a group of people there and you didn't yeah. know them. You know? Well, it's uh, it's like basically your instincts instincts telling you that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Really, it's like it your is. intuition, yeah. Your gut so feeling. you don't know somebody. How are you supposed to trust somebody if you don't know somebody? Do you get what I'm saying? If it makes any sense. So therefore, yeah, you're walking into a place... You, you say there you're looking on both sides of the road and you're thinking, is there danger on both sides or what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd walk up straight to the middle of the road. I wouldn't go on well, both that's sides. what I've done. That's exactly what I've done. Yeah. I went, I'm right. I'm, I, I, I know I don't have... You didn't have a lot of options, put it that I way. I didn't have a lot of options, but I don't have a lot of prejudice against people. Yeah, you know but prejudice I mean? is one thing, Dean, but danger is another thing. Danger is another thing, yeah, absolutely. So you've got to put prejudice and everything else aside when you think you're safety. Yeah, yeah. That goes out the window then, you know what I mean? Forget about being prejudiced, preju- 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 what do you call it? Prejudice. Prejudicial. Prejudicial. <laughs> so here's another example of that. A woman said to me, if you're walking down Grafton Street and yes. it's two o'clock in the morning, what are you thinking as a man? And I thought, where's the next place I could get an old gargle or a bit of food? At two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. I'd be looking to get home to tell you the truth. I wouldn't be out there in the first well, place. Well, let's say, but I let's be say half past twelve. Well, yes. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Of, yeah. You might go in. You, you, a man might be thinking, "I got a bit of food in here," or I might grab an old uh, point somewhere before I head home. It's the wrong way of thinking, though. Yeah, but the example is you're saying a woman asked you this. Yeah, yeah, because she was right, trying to well, give I'll me. Let you finish your. your she uh, was trying to give me an example of uh, danger. I was going to say, what well, you're talking about danger, she's she was. Danger. Right. And and uh, so I said, well, well, this is what I'd be thinking. And then she said, well, what most women think no, is... No, you don't need to tell me what she was thinking. Dean, you know, just, no, what she said was, what most women would think would be thinking is, where's the danger? Where is the danger? Am I safe here? Rather than, I'm going to go to Boger and McDonald's. Straight up, I don't think anyone would be safe walking around town at half 12 or 12 o'clock, especially on her own. Uh, the other thing about anyway, Dean... Um, Walking in, coming out of a pub, say, or say, looking for food afterwards, right? Or thinking about another point. Uh, I think if a man comes out of a pub at a certain time, I think you should be looking for a taxi, have a lift booked, and go home. And when you get home, order a bit of food. It's the safest thing to do at any time because the truth is, you don't know where danger is. That's being honest about it. We think we do, or maybe you might sometimes say you can spot danger. Especially in town. Town is not a place for anyone to be. I don't do it and I probably wouldn't do it, to be honest about it. I'm not saying I'm nasty acting the guy here that doesn't do the wrong thing. I don't mean like that. I would I would like to try to make the right decisions on things like that before I even go out in the first place. But I don't go out on it anyway, but in line of drinking-wise. If you were in town, and if you were in the city in Dublin, would you, would you feel safe? Dublin, when you say of, feel... Of an evening. Let's say of an evening, 12 o'clock. Well, you see... 12 o'clock, as I said to you earlier on, 12 o'clock, you don't, you don't know who's lurking the streets. That's being honest about it, right? Yeah. We have so much, um, what do you call, we have so much different cultures in our in our, in our our country now. Yeah. That, and I'm not pointing fingers at any culture, don't get me wrong on that. So, there's people we know, people we don't know. There's people we know about and same, it's the same, really the same question, answer, right? There's people that we, don't, we know about and don't know about. So, therefore... 
where would you feel safe walking around uh, town at 12, half 12 at night, one o'clock? I don't think it's a safe gesture. I don't think it's a wise decision for anybody to do to be doing it. Because what I do think is, if you are, like you were going out for a drink, just say, it's not so bad if you're with a couple of, say a couple of lads, a bit of company, then you do, I look at everybody feels safer, to be honest about it. One guy on his own, no, there's no guarantees you take you, you turn that next corner and there's not five or six guys around that corner and start your... Like, I'm not saying that there be settled travellers or any breed, seed or generation. It wouldn't make a difference. Lads would drink on them and one thing or another. There's no guarantee you, you don't get into a fight there. So that's where danger is. So that goes back to the point of pulling into a layboy in 1980. Similar, similar. down in Similar, Longford. yes. Yeah. You wouldn't know what you were getting. No, a hundred percent. If you don't, if you don't know people, then you don't, you don't, you don't know what you're what you're getting into. Now you could be pulled in beside the nicest people in the country. There could be lovely people, but you don't know that if you don't know them. Yeah, it only has so to go. Therefore, it only has to go wrong once. Exactly. So therefore, you're you, uh, you're still taking your chances, no matter what. But again, uh, it depends on what kind of um of an outlook you have on on people. But when I was explaining to you about being in around the town at that time, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. Yeah. I'm seeing in general, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dangerous no matter what we say. Or just coming out of, out of a pub and heading into a cafe or a restaurant. That's where that's where everybody ends up. Yeah. So that's not safe. That's not a good, uh, a good idea. Home. Home is the best idea. And then if you feel hungry, order a bit of food. You have it. You have it at home. It's there waiting for you when you go home. Yeah. But you're home and you're safe and you're dry, so you're not worrying. Nobody else is worrying. Safety is a big thing for you because I've been chatting to you for the last uh, number of months and uh, I've noticed that the safety thing comes up, especially in relation to your children. Yeah, family. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm a very uh, what? You, how would you say it? You might use the word orientated. Is it? Family-oriented. Yeah, very, uh, well, it all boils down to one thing. Like, I'm sure every parent is probably the same thing. You worry about your family every day, simple as. Yeah. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be worrying, but it's built into us. We just kind of help it. And also, you have this thing where you try to keep everything right kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Sometimes, like, don't get me wrong, sometimes I probably try too hard to keep things right. But look, there's nobody perfect. We're not perfect. None of us is perfect. So we just do our best at any time. Worry about the family. Look after them the best way you can. Try to lead them in the right direction at any time. Stay them away from problems or trouble or things you might just see down the line kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's, uh, look, I'm sure every parent has the same, uh, probably the same ideas as I would have in a sense where you try to direct your young lads, your boys or your girls, whatever, or anyone that's maybe married into you or whatever like. Just to do your, give them the best advice you can. Give them good advice. Don't give them advice that distracts them or upsets them or maybe leads them astray. I'm not saying any parent will try to lead family astray because that'd be a stupid gesture to make. I'm not, I'm not implying to that. I am implying to is do your best with them at any time. It's all you can do. And after that, hope that they'll listen to you. And maybe at any stage, take that advice on board and probably come to their own understandings and realise and look at, maybe I shouldn't do this, or maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should listen to, say, my parents, or it doesn't even have to be a parent. Sometimes you can get great advice from from another person. It could be a neighbour, it could be a friend, it could be an older person. Do you know any kind of things there? So the way I see it is that, look, at God works, uh, he works through people. 
to make people see the good in life. We're going to throw a cat in the mix now, right? Yes. That's a very soft image you're at the painting. Of? Of a travelling man. In what sense? Where the image of a travelling man in this country would be hard as nails, tough as boots. Um, well, yeah. Look, there is, a, there is some travellers like that, yes. Hard as nails and tough as boots. I'm not saying some travellers, I'm saying the perception, the way I see it, is that all travellers... Now, I know this to be different because I've got to know you and I've yeah. got to know other travellers and I have traveller friends and I so, hang around with travellers and I'm on sites and all that type of stuff. But so the, what do you think the, of travellers The perception of all travelling, the perception of traveller men especially... Well, I want to make one thing clear here. It's hard right. as nails, tough as boots. Right. You can tell me what you think of travellers. Don't worry, I'm a traveller. I won't fight with you. I won't beat you up over what you're going to say. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, what do you think in general? What I've learned is, like, when I'm with you or I'm with, you know, any travelling people that I hang out with. Yes. I don't see, I don't see the traveller. In what sense? I'll tell you what you don't see. Yeah. You're saying you don't see the traveller, you don't see violence. No, 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 I'm not. What I'm saying is I don't see, is that what you're saying? I don't see the traveller anymore. I probably used to see the traveller. But now I see, like, I was up earlier on with you there and there was a couple of girls at the gate and they were, they were, they were talking. The little babies. The little babies. Yeah. Now, they were all my grandnieces. Five years ago, I would have looked at them going, they're traveller children. God bless them, yeah. Now I look at them going, they're just children. Yeah, they're beautiful, aren't they? And, they're, uh, they're and when I look at you, I see, I just see a man. Yeah. They're all my grandnieces, all the little kids at uh, th- th- that time. We're doing a prayer with them, yeah? Yeah. Remember I got them to bless their face and a little prayer. Yeah, and I poured some holy water on them. Well, they're all my grandnieces, God bless them. So you're saying to me, if you you seen them five years ago, you would have seen the traveller child. Exactly. But now you see the human being side of it. Is that what you're saying? Just a child. You see her as a little child. Not about where she comes from, or who who she brought up to, or what she was born into, basically. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, none of that. I don't see any of that. Do you not? today, Today, I was with a friend of mine, and he would be what's called uh, half-cast, for example. Right, and on. he has a new baby. Right, yeah. yes. Now, I just see him as a man, and I just see the baby as a baby. You don't see colour, that's what you don't see the colour. No, we're not supposed to see colour, Dean, to be honest with you. But we do. No, I I don't. I've never, I've never, in my, never in my life uh, felt that way about somebody, uh, that, like, um, a colour should matter, a race should matter, or um, where they come from. No, that that never, as a traveller man myself, I've never looked upon somebody like that. Because the way I see it, no matter what we think, or no matter who we think we are, or where we come from, let us be rich or poor, black, white, whatever, you name it. It doesn't make a difference. We're all one in this world. And the people that can't understand that and can't see it, uh, I'd say God help them because they're blind to it, obviously, without a doubt. You have to understand also as well that... um, a person might be blind to things in a sense where, like, look at, I'm looking at somebody and I'm judging them. I don't need to be judging people because I don't know what kind of lifestyles they have for starters, number one. Uh, just by looking at them, I don't know, they could be they could be the nicest person that I might ever meet or even ever get to know. I don't know them things until I get talking to them, for starters, or I get to know them. But if I if I never get to know them, then I'll never ever know how how bad or how nice of a person they were. So we are under the how would you call it? We sort of take it into our own our own opinions, if you like. Um, we we try to give ourselves an understanding 
but this understanding might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I, uh, you've often heard the one say the saying there, "Don't judge the book by its cover." That's the I think I agree with that saying one hundred percent, because sometimes. Now, as I said earlier on, I don't like judging people. I try not to. It doesn't make me perfect. It doesn't make me a saint in any way. But I genuinely do try not to judge people. On the other hand, um, for instance, right, you don't know somebody. Uh, doesn't mean you want to know them or you get to know them. Yeah. You let them on about their business anyway, one way or another. If you know what I'm saying, if it makes any sense. It's not like we're going to get to know everybody in this world. We're not. We're only... Uh, we'll, only go, we'll, we're, we'll only get to know... A certain amount of people in life anyway. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like really get to know them. Uh, they say that most people only get to know about 100 or 150 people in their life. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's something I never looked into, being honest about it. I've never uh, took that into consideration. Yeah, that's, that's like, the general size back, of the group if I went of back, people. If I went back 10 years ago, just say, right? Yeah. And uh, people that I knew, and I'm not, I'm not talking about travellers. When you, when you get to know a traveller... The chances are you'll never forget that traveller. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying, if it makes any sense? But I have known, because, I'll tell you why, because, well, there's probably lots of reasons why. One of the reasons would be that um, I'd hear his name, even if he was living in England or let him go to America, wherever he wants to go, I'd hear his name every now and again. Could be once in the blue moon, but I'd hear it. I'd say, yes, I knew I knew him very well. Mm-hmm. Or I used to know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I remember that guy. Yeah, I know. I, now I know who you're talking about. That sort of stuff. So the chances are, once you get to know a traveler, you'll, you'll probably never forget him. I have, I wouldn't be a big, um, how would I say, I've known, I have known settled people. Now, I can't, I can't, I can't honestly say that I've ever mixed with settled people because I probably don't. But I've done lots of deals with settled people. Like in the line of, um, like buying and selling a car now, right? Well, I'd go to buy a car, look to know what I've done deals or whatever ways that we, we find cars, right? And maybe ring that person, get a, an address or whatever, go out there, look at the car, have a haggle, have a deal and whatever, right? So now I'm getting to know that person, but only briefly. If you know, only, yeah, it's a couple of, it's a couple of minutes yeah, at the most. Yeah, do you understand? Yeah. So now, therefore then, I uh, this what I'm trying to say is, this is how I would have mixed with settled people. That's what I'm talking about. I wouldn't have uh, mixed with settled people in a sense where getting to know them permanently, if you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, you wouldn't now, have, hang, you wouldn't have saying, hanging out them, going no, down things no, with them. No, because I'm all about, say, how to say it to you, I'm all about my family, being honest about yeah. it. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather spend more time with my family than I do with... But then you could say that you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have hung out with too many travelling people outside your family either. No, in the line of sense of hanging out, no. But I'd still, I would have known them. Yeah. I'd visit them. I'd see them every now and again. I'd bump into them here and there. It could be anywhere. Here's the question. Is, do you have any country people who you consider friends? Um, there was one there, and I'm still thinking about his name is Dean. I don't yep. know. So I'm not sure. <laughs> That's really interesting. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? No. Like you've, you've gone, I, uh, I'm going to stop you for a minute because you've gone all your life. You're 50 years of age. Yes. You're a man with, uh, you know, you're in, a, you're, in a, you're in a marriage, you've got kids. Yes. Um, and all your life and you're living in a big city in Ireland yes. where there's loads of travellers. We're surrounded by country people. We're surrounded by country people. And and you... Again, them country people are from, are maybe Dublin people. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know closely one country person. Yes, That's I do. Really interesting. I tell you who I'd know a lot. Um, straight up now, I would have, I would have got, I would have got to know a lot of country people 
again, settled people, but uh, to me, country yeah, yeah. people, okay. Country and settled, use the that same word. kind of thing, yeah. Yes. Now, I would have got to know a lot of country people through the church. Like, I go to church now, a you've lot. Mentioned, you've mentioned, uh, talking here, we're talking, whatever, half an hour or whatever, yeah. you've mentioned God about four or five times uh, in church. Well, see, God is my life, so I'm going to mention him a million times. I thought family was your life. Family is my life, but God gave me my family. Yay. So God is my life. Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay. Anyway, I thank God for that as well, yeah? So I'm going to keep, keep mentioning God. <laughs> anyway, Dean, right? Uh, the other thing about it is, I would have got to know more country people through the church, in the church. I would go to a lot of, uh, let's say, the church all around Dublin. The best I put in it, right? Yeah. I go to Mass I go to mass a lot. There's one you go to in Abbey Street, is there? That I go to Mass all over. There's like a mission or something I go there. to every one of the churches, honestly. Because I was talking to me dad, just a, just a side thing, my dad was in yeah. a mission in, in uh, my dad's 70 odd and he's had to get really into the church. Go on. But he's had to go into a mission tonight. I think it's probably Salvation Army or something like right, that. Right, yeah. On Abbey Street. No, I wouldn't have went to that, but I'll tell you where I would have went. I would have went to the Crusade prayer meetings in Abbey Street. It's it's in um it's beside that what do you call it? The little theatre there. Yeah, yeah, the Abbey. It's not exactly onto it now, but it's beside I know, it. yeah, a it's of on hours. Abbey Street anyway, put yeah, it that yeah. way. That what do you call it, that them trains things, what do you call it? The trams. Yeah, the Lewis. The, they they stop outside it as well. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that I would have went to that place, same place you're you're talking about. But it would have been different types of meetings. Yeah, yeah. I would have been like Catholic prayer meetings. Right. That's where I would have went to. I used to go there every Monday night, spend about two hours there, and it was absolutely beautiful, to tell you the truth. Beautiful. And would you go there with yourself, your, your no, kids? I used to, uh, no, no, I used to go down there, no, I'd bring my kids to Mass, the wife, the family, all to Mass. Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, we'd go down to Mass in Church Street, seven o'clock every evening, myself and the wife and say the every kids. Every evening? Yes, Absolutely. Say the wife, my wife now, and the three kids are. Would say my three kids are there with us now. All my other kids are married. Say the bigger lads, I'm gonna have like five, yeah. five lads, four girls. They're all married. But anyway, I was talking about how I got to know country people. Yeah. Let's say, for instance, uh, I go to like about maybe ten or twelve churches. I'd mix, I'd mix around the masses going to them. Yeah. That's where I got to know the amount of country people. Now, so there'd be people going in and out the of the church. Hand, no, there'd be there'd be people in the church doing the same thing as I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Praying, doing novenas, doing like the divine mercy chaplets and say the holy rosary and, of course, receiving the body of Christ and then say getting mass. This this is what I would be doing. These people are doing the exact same thing as I'm doing. So straight away we had something in common then, hadn't we? So without even realising it, you get you sort of get to talk to people. You know what I mean? You get the little chats here and there. It's in the church. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm talking about years, years and years and years of doing this now. Before you know it, you know people's names in the church then. Almost every time then you go to church, you, you, you might have a little brief chat that's simple. Maybe it could be only a couple of words when they say hello or goodbye or whatever it might be. If you take that in all the churches I go to, well then, it means I, ha- I met a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. There's, yeah, yeah. A, there's a congregation in every church. Now, I'm not saying I got to know absolutely everybody, but believe me, I got to know a lot of people. And the fact that we were all doing the one thing, straight up, it made us humble people. Very good. So yeah. I got to know... A lot of nice, decent, humble people. Now, don't get me wrong, most of these people would all be older than me, being honest about it, and say, they'd have great old stories to tell, if you know what I'm saying now. Countryman stories. 
not travellers. <laughs> Is there a difference? No, and no, no, it'd be a difference in a sense, but it'd be be good, it'd be, it'd be good, it'd be good differences if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've often had a chat then myself with them, and they'd ask me questions about like me or my family. Uh, look, do you know? They get to, when they get to know me, they know I'm a traveller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd have great conversations with some of them. Yes. And then, on the other hand as well, which was a great thing is to find, is after, I, still, I still do find it, um, you'd have people approaching you and just asking you, will you do me a favour? And of course you say, if, well, if I can't do you a favour, I'll do the favour, yeah. Would you ever say a prayer for me, please? Would you pray for such a one in my family? Or, And of course, I'd say yes, absolutely. Wow, I'd say that, that feels like a, a, a it feels an honour. Like. Uh, well, I don't mean to be honoured, but it feels good. you know what I mean? Uh, uh, it, like it, someone came up to you and said, "Listen, no, I've been coming to this church. You come to this church. We've been yes. chatting with each other. Uh, we some, all know what sick. we're there for. If you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what are you there for? To pray for what? To pray for uh, what? I my biggest prayer would be praying for protection for my family. Oh yeah, yeah. Without so it goes back to that because we had that oh, conversation yeah. a few minutes ago. I don't know without your, your that. family and protection of your family and uh, no, I would I would spend most of my time praying for protection of my family. Wow, I would pray a lot for my friends. I would pray a lot. To, I'm being straight here, right? I would pray a lot for people that don't like me. Now I don't class. <laughs> I have never <laughs> classed. I have never classed uh, class a person as my enemy. Yeah, never, 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 ever did. Uh, but. That's not to say people wouldn't class me as their enemy. So see the way you but are. That's their way of thinking. See the way you are. You're Martin. Yes. Right? And that's um, me. Martin you're you're not every traveller man, but you are a travelling man. I'm a traveller, yes. And you call yourself a travelling man. Well, I am a traveller, yeah. And there's people out there who have an image of travelling people in their heads. Yes. You know what in I mean? What sense? That, you know, as I was saying, you know, uh, tough, as, uh, tough as boots, hard as nails. But Dean, you have to understand this, right? Yeah. You get some people out there. Now, don't get me wrong in saying this. They're in the, tra- they're in the set community also. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. So the point I'm making is you're as soft as Ant. I know. I don't think I'm soft, Dean. Don't try. Don't no, not in a soft. Try treading on me and see what happens. Not in a, what's a traveller Dean, phrase? I would call it humble. I call it humble. Humble, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people you're not be, an innocent boy. I know, definitely. I don't think I'm an innocent boy. I've been, I've been put down an innocent boy a lot of times, but I don't, I don't class. <laughs> what's an innocent boy? An innocent actually? boy. Well, it depends what people what people think of you. They could look at you as an innocent boy if they want to. Yeah. But, uh, well, like, what's well, that mean, see, though? The reality of an innocent boy is, uh, is, is the fact that uh, people use the word and they don't understand that word. Yeah. Because think about it. If you're an innocent man, it means you're a good man. Think yeah, about I, it. I know what that means, but I think it means this fella's a bit... An idiot. An idiot, yeah. yeah you're thick or you're stupid or you're heedless or... You what wouldn't the know your arm, your arse from your elbow. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's what they're trying to say, yes. So, I, I, But I won't... Uh, how to say it to you? I don't know how many person. A lot, a lot of people use that word. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, yes, I have heard travellers use that word. Um, but well, they use it. They use. It. I've heard travellers when they're when they're vexing each other, right? Uh, when they're slagging each other off. When they're trying. You're, to, uh, you're only an innocent boy. When they're trying to get a rise yeah. out of somebody. A what? Like they're the, trying to get a rise out of somebody. A rise, like a, yeah. an get, argument, like get their blood up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. go should be all innocent boy, but then they they lay it in. They lay in heavy with other stuff as well. Yeah, but the thing about it is, some um, some people use that word in um, in a fun way. And yes, you might have the the odd person that will use it in an angry sort of a way. Uh, it's a it's a it's a silly word. Being honest about it, it's a silly word. It's, a, it's for me, it's a very childish word because I don't see um, I don't see any sense in it. 
when someone says you're you're to me you're, you're innocent, it means you're on the right of something. That's the best way of saying. It. That's that's my perspective of it. So I wouldn't. Uh, so you're not an innocent boy. No, Dean, stop. You're acting innocent boy. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, you don't. Uh, I know. I know. There's not a typical traveller, but you're not the typical traveller. In what sense? The traveller image that's portrayed in Ireland that settled people or country people talk about. Yes. Uh, you don't fit that. You description don't, You don't fit that description whatsoever Well if it's a bad description I don't want to fit it So there's generally only bad descriptions As far as I can tell uh, Yeah but you can't um, You You can't change people's way of thinking uh, And I'm saying this in a sense where Right The fact that they don't know you But if they get to know you Yeah Then you can change their way And I think that's where the part of the problem is And it's probably one of the reasons why Dean, uh, what I was saying was, right Why we we should do do this podcast So people can get to know Don't worry about this We're not even having a sensible chat We're not even sensible We're having a normal chat (laughs) (laughs) Thing about it is You cannot change people's way of thinking Yeah If they don't know you Or if they don't want that No, 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 no no. No, no, there is is ways of doing things But if they do know you And they get to know you Then you can change their ways of thinking you're not the person that they thought you are or that they, let's say, they think that you are. Do you get what I'm saying? So basically, it's like, um, how would I say it? Did you ever bump into somebody and he'd be chatting them for a minute or two? And you walk when you walk away, you say, gee, he's a nice lad, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't sound, say Obviously, fella. I didn't know him, but he seems to be a sound lad. Yeah. He seems to be a nice chap. You know what I mean? They're the kind of words you'd use. So therefore, you're saying that because you got to know him for that little minute or two. Doesn't mean you know him, but you got to yeah, know that Yeah, but bit. people would say, and I've heard this, he's a sound fella for a traveller. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That means they had a bad perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, They yeah, already yeah. had him judged and They viewed. already had prejudice there already. That No, but that the... No, it doesn't mean also, it, it can mean it. It can mean it in a sense. Uh, on the other hand, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, really mean it because why? Because you mightn't be thinking that yourself, but you might have been listening to somebody else say it. Does that make sense? When I say what makes me happy, uh, let's say, for instance, th- there's a lot of things that, make, that can make you happy. What makes you happy, man? Uh, what makes me happy is being straight up. It's been around my family. Yeah. That's been honest about. Now, that's including, like, say, me, my wife, my kids, my grandkids. I have son-in-laws, daughter-in-laws. Now, don't get me wrong, I probably don't see them every single day. Mm. But the fact that everything is well with them and they're healthy and alive and well, that's what keeps me happy. I'm like I'm like I'm overexcited. They're, look, they're the things I give thanks for. That's the best way of saying it. You got to give thanks for for the good things in your life. So you wake up and you just do a little prayer and you thank God for everything in our lives, especially our families, for our health and our strength and all the good things in that God has given to us. So yes, family make it makes me happy. But don't get me wrong, fam, family can be stressful too. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, family don't, can. Don't be. get me wrong, I love them, but yeah, uh, I've I've heard one uh, one person saying, "I love to see them coming, but I like to see them going as well." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How long, how long are you staying? It's when time, are you going yeah, home? It's time for 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 a rest here. Time time to move along to something else. But no, that's that would be the general thing. Is yes, family keeps me happy, and I I can probably say this to you. Look at 
silly to, to think anything different. I'm sure everybody thinks the same way. Like family makes them happy. Simple as. But family is not what we're sold. No, we're not sold. No. You know what I mean? What are we sold? We're sold. Gold watches and cars. And I know. I'd like a good old gold watch, and I'd like, and I'd like a good old car too. To, to, to. Would you? Yeah? <laughs> no, but these things wouldn't make you happy. Like you know what I mean? Uh, they say the best things in life come free. Yeah. Who do we get them from? Think about God. Is the that man what you're above. Saying? Yes, the man above. Of course. I don't know if I'm uh, like. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not as uh, religious as you. I'm not as. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm religious. Yeah. I am saying thing that I do I do things that keeps me happy, keeps my family happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things I feel that protects us, and that's what that's why that's that is what I do. Simple yeah, as. Yeah, yeah. And I'm never going to change that, no matter what. I can tell you that for sure. I'll be doing what I'm doing, and do, I'll probably do it for the rest of my entire life. And please God, hopefully, my family will take off to that as well. Yes, without a doubt. See, the younger generation is hard to get them to do these things. Now, I'm not saying I'm old. I'm not old. I'm, but I am saying there's younger than me still. You know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. It's hard to get them to... Uh, the older people than, say, myself now, right? Like some our parents and grandparents. They would have been great, to be honest about it. They had a great fate. Um, say, let's say they passed it down if you want. You know what I mean? The good, 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 good beliefs, without a doubt. Like, what I'm thinking is here, like, if, um, if the next generation such as, say, my generation, basically, can do the same thing, keep the faith alive and pass it on again. Then the younger people, the younger generation, which would be my kids and, say, the grandkids, please God, um, that they would do the same thing, pass it down to them also. But, um, for instance, right, you teach somebody how to pray. I'm only saying, like, take the, take, take the kids there, six and seven-year-olds, it's fun for them, you know what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really when you're teaching them how to pray, right? But when they get to being older then, if you're teaching them, they get more of an understanding. Now, up to about, say, whatever, you know, it's about 15, 16 years old, uh, some of the kids are great. They tag along to Mass. They'll do a few prayers in the morning, a few prayers in the evening. So they're aware, they're aware that God is is present, if you like. Yeah, if you if you want to put it that way, you know what I'm saying to you. So now they know they have God in their lives, okay. So therefore, if they can continue that, which a lot of them, when they come to a certain age, they don't continue it. But what I what I find with a lot of them then as well, even my own my own family, even I find then that later, like I say, my oldest now he'll be thirty one and say next month, please God. Yeah, right. So therefore, um. What I find in my in, in the family now is that, like, let's put it this way, when I was, say, from my first, say, the first, say, the oldest, basically, up along, say, down child. to, me, me youngest now is 12, right? God bless yeah. her. She's the baby girl. Now, thing about it is, I would have brought them to Mass every Sunday, without fail. Mm. I had an old bus, an old minibus, and we all cramped into it. And got the mass. That was an important thing in our week. So we used to do the same thing here in Ballymore. When I lived here with my family, there were six kids, my mum, my dad, and Sunday morning, yeah. the whole community, we'd come out. It was brilliant, yeah, that's right. Um, the church the back, back then would be So fun. what I'm saying is, where did it fall down? Because that's not the way it is now. It's I'll tell you where they fall down. Now. I'll tell you where they fall down. I'm not saying this is exactly where they fall down. No, I'm not, I'm not even saying the church. I'm saying where did the whole thing fall down? The family. It's the people. It's the, it's the congregation. It's the people themselves. Yeah. Um, thing about it is, right, if you're, uh, let's say, a church-going family and you're 
say your duty as a father will be if you're going to mass, bring your kids with you. Yeah, yeah. As simple as that, right? Now, um, and as I say, as a father and a mother, like you know what I mean. Um, you bring the kids along with you then, so you can tell them what to do up to a certain age. But for some reason or another, when they hit like 15, uh, say 16, 17 years of age, somehow it's uh, they come what you call, they become despondent. So they start, let's say, pulling back, if you like. So now you're uh, you're telling them, uh, like I do be anyway, well, you at Mass this morning? Are you go- What time are you going to Mass? That kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to whatever, or, or, or I'm going to this evening. So laziness is kicking in there for starters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they're teenagers. This is what I'm trying to point out. This is what I'm trying to say. And so what I was trying to say was, so I'm getting the body th- is going full, true, full of changes and all that. No, what I'm trying to say here, Dean, is they're slightly not listening now what you're telling them what to do, basically. Yeah. For instance, right? I'm not saying that everybody, I'm saying some people, right? Now, at this stage, they've already know, they know how to pray. They know about Mass. They know the Word of God. They've heard it over and over and over in the church. Right. So therefore, when they hit that age, then for some reason or another, I can't explain why, I don't know why, they sort of fall back. It might be a teenage thing as possible, right? But what I do notice then, when they sort of get over that barrier, as you call it, they somehow fall back into it again. Mm-hmm. But I remember a person telling me one time at the church, because I was, I was talking about, say, when kids hit a certain age, they don't see. They want to hang around with their mates or whatever it might be. Say the boys, um, and they don't seem to be interested in church anymore. And I remember a person telling me um, it was actually an old person in the church one time. I want to have a chat about that, and tells me, um, no, don't worry about that. They come back to church again. Don't worry about it. Mm. Just give them their own time, and it's true to have. Yeah, well, it's like it's like yeah. anything else. It's just now, kids, just own... kids playing football at 10, 11, 12. Yes. And then they head off for three or four years. Yes. And then they come back. They come back to the So game, kids yes. are off exploring. So, yeah, Things it's are changing of... for them in their lives. They're off exploring. They're off experimenting. They're off holding hands and kitchen, kissing each other and jumping over bleeding fences yeah. or whatever, you know? Yes. And I think that that part of it, as you're saying, that's normal. It's exploring. Yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying... Let's say, for example, this community here, it feels like that we've kind of lost our way a bit as a whole community, not just as individual families or as individual people. You know what I mean? So something has... In what sense? Well, this community here would be notorious. You're talking about the settled community here, here, is that what you're saying? The settled community, the travel community, the whole community. Okay, so my experience in the 80s, for example, in this community was there was a, there was a lot more togetherness, family togetherness and community togetherness. In the settled community? Yeah. Because it wouldn't be with travellers, Dean, because back then, be honest about it, yeah. you barely had travellers settled people mixing. Even you, today, you wouldn't, you even wouldn't, today they don't mix. You don't see travellers like, uh, you don't see a big integration in travellers and settled people. Um, young lads are right when they go to schools. They probably get to know, get to know. Look, whether it be in England or Ireland, it would make a difference. Travellers are settled, but they're mixing as young lads in the schools. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then some of them can become best friends, but they're only like in their twelves and thirteen years of age, ten years of age, whatever. But sure, as life goes on, then they drift away from each other. You know what I'm saying. Mm. There'll be certain things that we won't be able to. We won't both. That you wouldn't talk about on this podcast. 
that both of us don't feel comfortable The with. thing about it is, you're right about that. There, there would be a lot of things I wouldn't talk about on yeah, this yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, because we'll, I'll tell you why. So you, by, by, by talking about it, we'll find out which they oh, are. Oh, yeah, we get to know each other. You could ask me a lot of questions about travellers, for instance. Yeah, yeah. And for me not to upset travellers, certain travellers, or not to offend any travellers, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't answer them in a way that you might want to hear. Do you understand? So I'd be, uh, let's say, for instance, if you ask me a certain question about right, a certain traveller, likes of what do you think of this or what do you think of that, I'll probably tell you what I think of it, but it's going to be in a, in a, in a, in a, in a right and mannerly uh, answer, like, because I I don't, uh, I wouldn't like to put in a sense where I'm bad-mouthing somebody or giving a... Um, Basically, giving a person a bad image, if you like. So, therefore, then, when you're not doing these things, you're not upsetting somebody, or you're not making anybody, like, say, well, it's the one thing, like, you're not making anybody angry, like, you know, or make anybody think that you're uh, you're actually a bad person for representing that sort of, that conversation in a bad in a bad manner, like. Yeah, so, as, you know I mean? as we go on with this podcast, yes. right, there will be certain things... Like, let's face it, if we're calling this podcast a traveller and a country Traveller and a countryman, yes. The reason that we have a distinction is because there's kind of two separate cultures. Well, you see, the thing about the different cultures is that, for me, um, I, I'm thinking this way. I could be thinking wrong also. I think the, I think the settled man is more open about conversation, no matter what it might be. Whereas a traveller is not. I'm not I'm not I'm not completely open about certain conversations. There is conversations and there might be questions that you could ask me through this that I won't answer in the way that you'll be thinking I'd answer them because uh, uh, I probably don't want to go into that field, if you know what I'm saying, into that into that area like if you so understand. Could you give me examples of them just by you know what I mean? So I know there's certain spaces or certain conversations that uh, if you ask me about um Let's say, for instance, right, you asked me about a certain person who's into, just say, fighting, for instance. Yeah. Well, it's very simple. I'm going to speak good about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the honest, genuine, the honest opinion. Um, if you so ask me about... I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you this now, right? Like, for instance, you said to me, uh, why do... Go ahead, go on. I'm going to ask you this. Traveller women, traveller girls... Yes. ...are not really discussed much right we're going to cut that out now because I don't want to talk about traveller girls or traveller women it's not my it's not my place to actually talk about traveller women or traveller girls because uh, I could I could uh, but it is your place to talk about why they mightn't be discussed no it's not about not discussing them it's because I wouldn't want to offend them by my way of thinking my way of thinking mightn't be their way of thinking even if I didn't mean any harm, if I meant good, if I was talking uh, actually good about certain individuals, uh, that might still be enough. Uh, it might be enough to upset somebody, but there would be no intention of upsetting somebody, if you understand what I mean. So you probably won't get me discussing anything about traveller women or traveller girls, because um, whatever is going on, on in their lives is, is, is generally their own business. So the chances are, if I had a conversation about them, I'd go in and maybe upset in a sense where, when I say upset, I don't mean I go in and upset them. I mean is that I'd probably end up uh, saying something and it would sound like I'm actually judging judging them. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. So let's say, for example, me, I, I'm not me, you, me and you are here and we have a guest on. 
Uh, depending on who the guest would be, yes. Well, let's say it's a female traveller. No, it won't happen. It will never happen. I can tell you now that it will never, never happen because there's nobody, nobody out there will allow their, say, their girls, for instance, yeah. to come on something like this. Well, let's say it's not their girls. Let's say if it's, it a was fully, it's a fully older, grown adult, no. older woman. Chances are you get an older woman, such as, um, like we're talking someone in mother's age, probably. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Someone in their... Maybe sixties or seventies. Well, let's say let's say it's someone like they, Eileen they, Flynn, they the might, senator. They might, uh, they might um, talk. The Eileen Flynn, she's a good talker. We know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. She's not. She didn't get to where she is. She talked the head off a hammer. As well, she's say. good. We all know that. She didn't get to be where she is for 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 nothing. Keeping, as a fellow, keeping I'm out show. Exactly. Now you have it. There might be topics that she would probably want to talk about. Yes, but don't forget, um, she is. Um, what would you call her? Free, free, free spirit, is it? She'd be, uh, she'd be a woman who probably she's great. We know that. She'd be someone who would talk freely, also. But then there could question, there could be questions there where where it might be embarrassing, what I might want to get involved with, or even talk, even answer to, like you know what I mean? Well, no, I don't know what you mean. I'm trying to say is there could be questions that she could ask or conversations she might want to have where I might be embarrassed. You about. might be embarrassed. Yeah. So yeah. I'd have to like say, look. Pull back and shut up, kind of thing. Yeah, and I find that really interesting. And well, it is interesting, but at the same time, you have to respect people's uh, opinions. Like, be, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. I'm not Whether looking for a free good. for all. We can talk about anything and we can say anything. But there are there are things that we could talk about that may that may not be getting talked about in Irish society, especially yeah. between a traveller and a countryman. Yes, you know, because what we're doing here is not common. It's 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 not it's it's. And it, we're it, just having a chat, like I understand that. Yeah, but it's not common. These chats don't happen. No, um, no, I know what you mean. They don't. They don't be. Uh, says you're probably not happening often enough. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I just thinking like say as I said earlier on, certain things. I'll be honest with you, from my own perspective as well, also, there's certain things I like to talk about, certain things I don't like to talk about. Yeah. So you might say to me, talk about such a person and this one, that one, the other one. It doesn't mean I want to talk about everybody or tell everybody's life story because I could tell somebody's life story and it could upset them. They might want me telling their life stories. I, I can talk for me uh, on my own behalf as a traveller man, basically. So who, who am I upsetting them myself? So do I beat myself up? No, I'm not going to do that. Do you get what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. So I understand what you. For instance, um, right here, someone asked me a question about you. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're in the room or not, right? And I tried to, uh, I tried to answer that question. The chances are that I could answer it in a way where you might want it to be answered. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But only that we would know each other, so we'd sort of understand each other. If you if, if it makes any sense. Yes, I do. So one thing I'm learning about you is that you. That's something that you think about. That's something that you consider. If you talked, if if you done the same thing with me, that wouldn't be in my head whatsoever. No, I understand that because I know you. And I you wouldn't know. be thinking about the other person, and I couldn't say anything about them. I would just talk about what I think. And no, I'm saying if someone asked a question about, if someone asked me a question about you, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And vice versa, if someone asked me a question about you, I wouldn't be thinking the way you're thinking. I would just go. He's an agent. Blah, 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 blah. He's, uh, yeah, you run me to the ground. I know that. Oh, well, oh whatever. It's, but that's I'll just okay. say well, whatever. Yeah, well, I would laugh that off. But not everybody laughs these things off. They don't, you're right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 Some absolutely. people are very serious about life. 
They are. They take. Uh, let's say. Should we ha- we live in a whole society where you can't say boo for offending someone? Now you have it. To take. Uh, to take some. Now don't get me wrong. Not everybody. I'm talking about some people. Some people do t- take things too serious altogether. Now you might say, uh, should we have to take things serious? Yes, of course. We take the important things serious. It doesn't mean we have to fight about them. Mm. You know what I mean? But uh, just because they're serious things, they can still be talked about. In a sense, we're talk about them where it makes sense, if you know what I'm saying now. So, therefore, I find talking about other people, you could be, it's, 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 it's good to talk good about people. Like, if you're going to, if you're, uh, if you're going to talk, talk good about them, don't say, if you've not, you've got how do you ever hear a saying, if you're uh, if you're not going to talk good about them, don't talk about them at all. Yeah, you've done good to say say nothing at all. It's like the Ronnie Keaton song: "You say it best <laughs> when you, <laughs> when say, you say nothing at all." We'd have to get an old song so off. So that was uh, that was a good one. Yeah, I like that. Bit. I like that one. Um, so you're, yeah, you, true. You, you like a bit of singing. If you want to talk about somebody, talk good. And if you're not going to talk good, don't talk about them at all. Shut your shut your. If you feel like talking bad about them, say no prayer for them. Simple as. It yeah. helps them. It helps them without. without they don't even know you're praying for them, but it helps them without realizing <laughs> that, huh? Do you like a bit of singing? Um, when I say singing, like I, I wouldn't class myself as a singer, no. You're not supposed to. You're belting out the old. Uh... No, I know. I, I often, uh, what do you call it? When I'm not, when I'm not aware of myself, I let one or two old words out. Yeah. Who but are you? I wouldn't, who, who are you into? I wouldn't ask myself as a singer. Who do I listen to? Yeah. Uh, I like, um, I like a bit of American country. The likes of, um, say, Hank Williams now. So we're going back to the cowboy stuff. No, we're not going back to cowboys. He wasn't a cowboy. Was he not? He was probably never on a horse in his life. <laughs> yeah. So how do, you, how come everybody? What's Hank Williams sing? The problem with you, Dean, is you're hanging around with too much cowboys. <laughs> I'm hanging around with you, am I? Yeah. <laughs> he sings American country, all good songs. Give us an example. And he wrote, he wrote, he wrote, um, it's like a, a lot of, he wrote a lot of songs about his own life, as a matter of fact. Give us an example. I don't know what That is the example, about his own life. Could you sing me a, li- a, a little He had line? a very, let's say he had a very, uh, a very lonesome life, you want to put it that way. Can you sing me a line? Uh, no, I, w- I wouldn't be up to singing right now, to be honest with you, no. Give me the name of a song then. Well, he has he has hundreds of songs. Give me one. No, I can't even I can't even think of one. You're nervous now. That's it because I'm getting you to sing. No, I'm not nervous. Honestly, thing about it is he has he's a good singer. Yeah, and if you if you have never heard him sing, look him up. Hank Williams. Um, I tell you who I would like singing now. UB40. Uh, a good bit of reggae. I like a nice bit of reggae. The early UB40 or the, the later. So good, uh, good, good music is good for the soul. You know, to reckon it nourishes the soul. It's very, very good. So, if you have a good choice of music, um, other singers, no, likes of, again, American country would be likes of George Jones. I was talking to you the other day, you said you liked Eminem. Uh, Eminem, no, you said to me, uh, that's, they're rap singers. Yeah. You asked me, if you were to pick a rap singer, who would you, what rap singer would you pick? I said to you, Eminem is, is one of the best rap singers out there, but the only problem is he, he comes out with too much bad language in his songs. Yeah. So I can't I can't play that kind of music around my family. Like if I put on an old, an old bit of music to hear, I put on a nice old country Hank Williams song. Nobody's getting offended. Uh, well, they all get offended because everyone who hates them, <laughs> I love them. <laughs> 
So they all fired me, don't they? <laughs> when you knock him off, that's a hell of a second. I said, well, he, when there's nobody else around, he's around. So I like listening to him and that's how it is. But um, yeah, George Jones, a good singer. Who's that? George Jones. George Jones. Uh, Vernon Oxford. These are all guys. No, no, know. no. I'll do a bit of research now. No, I'm telling you, this is thing. I only pick good music, so you have no problem researching that. Vernon Oxford is one of the best. He is one of the, the best country singers, American country singers, that you probably would ever hear. But it depends if you're into that. If you don't like American country, then you don't like Vernon Oxford. I'm into, I like reggae, I like hip-hop, um, like rap music. Not so much. I like a good bit of reggae, like Bob Marley. Bob but mainly, my number one now. Mainly what I would have listened through the years would have been UB40 because they have like they have literally hundreds of good songs. I like the early UB40 stuff. I like all the stuff. Yeah. Honestly, all the stuff. Now, I'm not saying every single song is a brilliant song. I don't mean like that. But I do like listening to UB40, but I've listened to them for years and years. I actually got to meet them one time, actually. Did you? Yeah, in, in a pub in Birmingham. Believe it or not, a long, long time ago. But um, I'm going to start singing there. Music. Long, long uh, yes, make a song out of that. Yeah, it's very easy to make a song too, isn't it? <laughs> so you can literally make a song out of absolutely nothing if you want to put it that way. But uh, yeah, that's the music side of me now, Dean. I like that. That's how I like singing. I wouldn't listen to, the, I wouldn't have a big um, selection of like, let's say hundreds of, of CDs or different types of singers. I don't have time for that. I have time for li- to listen to one or two, uh, two or three good singers and that's enough for me. And any Irish sure, singers should be enough for like anybody. Uh, no, there is some good Irish singers. To be honest, the, the ballads, like the Dubliners, you have the Pogues, is that right? Yeah. You have Dublin City Ramblers. You have um, the Wolf Tones. Like, they're all good singers, every one of them. Uh, another group there as well, I can't think them off by heart. We went to see them one time, actually. But um, what was it? Yeah, there is some, like, look, without a doubt, there's a lot of good talent in Ireland. No doubt about that. Uh, the group singers, like the boys on a Westlife now. Should they have great songs? So you give it all, will you? No, I don't mean it that way. I'm saying, I'm saying in a sense, um, like I know it's not everybody likes boys on. Actually, uh, I like them, like you know, boys on. I like the West fact life. that they they they. Sure, here. How could they be they wrong? Work together as a business. How could they be wrong? Didn't Westlife make forty number ones? That's in what a row? I'm saying. They worked as a business. So why would I give it they over? Cracked, they cracked the codes. They that's made right. a living out of it. Well, that's a look at here. That's what they're in for. Into in for it anyway. I'm saying uh, at first they'd be all excited about. Fame or wanting another, but you then you have to put the butter on the bread. Fame didn't become the the important side of it. Then it was always probably about about the money anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Naturally, uh, it was a it was a it was a job. It was a day a day say living a way of earning a living. Boys was the same thing. Yeah, they had some good good songs. If they didn't have good songs, they wouldn't have been famous as they were. You know what I mean? Daniel O'Donnell should have went. They made, they made, uh, he's all right. I wouldn't be into it at all. No, he's all right. I don't. I, mean, uh, I wouldn't listen to Daniel Dunn. And what I mean, I used to be into the Pecker I don't. Dunn. I wouldn't. Uh, Pecker Dunn. A lot of people like Pecker Dunn. I used to be into it. Like I play it a lot. I used to play it a lot. I don't really play it as much now because he didn't have a huge repertoire of songs. No, but I like, tell you what happened I mean? there. You see, the reason what you were, you were playing him twenty four hours a day was because you got excited about getting to know a traveller. That's what happened to you. <laughs> That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't keep him off. You know Peckerdon, yeah, I know Peckerdon, yeah. He's a good singer, yeah, so I listened 24 hours a day. So that's what happened to you, no, Dean. the songs he'd sing and he'd break me heart. He'd be like, there's an Aboriginal fella I know as well. And I but he is, a good, he is a good singer, though. Break your heart. Yeah. You know, yeah. Look, he has his own distinctive way of, yeah. uh, of singing songs. Like, but he's a bit of a laugh good. as well. He has one where he's going up the M1 yeah. in, in the van and... Uh, it's a bit of crack, like right. I take her up Pecker the on. Uh, Dean, there's some um, 
like you know how in the settled community how you have great singers. Yeah, I'm telling you, you want to see the traveller singers. There's a lot, a lot, a they lot must of. Be shy because I don't hear any of them. No, I'll tell you why. Because they don't record themselves. They don't put it out there. I'm telling you the truth. You want to, you want to be around. Like for instance, I'm not a, a a pub man or an everyday pub man as you call it. But for the times I have been in pubs through the years, uh, like they get they get around the table in the end of the evening. Yeah, yeah. There could be ten lads there, and they'd go around and each one would sing a song. And to tell you the truth, the talent was unbelievable, to be And I do know when they mean that. And I'll tell you who's really good at them. No, the older lads. Like the lads I can talk about now being their maybe 60s, 65s, going on 70s, where like say, now I don't mean I was like sitting around these lads. What I am saying is, I have heard them sing. These the old travel lads, they all look yeah. like Elvis. Yeah, they all throw the hair back. They yeah. have the hair yeah. back yeah, with the margarine right. in it. No, seriously, they, they, would, um, they would sit around and sing sing their songs basically at the end of the night and the truth is you'd be surprised how so, how some of them how, how 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 good some of them could sing but as you said you've, you've never heard travellers singing you're, you're, you're right about that because travellers never really let it be down to a lack of confidence of what I don't know it probably was or uh, ways well, of as you said if they, if they were living in a, a camp on the side of the road with a powerful lamp and an old generator so yeah. where would they be getting into record? Yeah, but don't forget, back at them times, there was there was recordings all over the world. Think about it. Absolutely, yeah. Sure, here if you if you take the if you take the real old country singers, some of their songs tells the story of how they lived. They lived in shacks, so basically it was nothing short of living in a tent. Like they were poor as could possibly be, and yet they went on to read. They had they, here. Let's put it this way: they just they just got that opportunity of recording songs. So that's how that's how it went out then, and of course people got to know them and got to like them, and that's where they made their living then. Travellers didn't have the opportunity. Even today they don't have the opportunity. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not you saying got the opportunity. You're on the no, air, you're on the airwaves now with no, your podcast here. Whoa, 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 hold up the horses there for a minute, will you please? What I'm trying to say is, Dean, the opportunities are there. Yeah, the places are there, like recording studios and stuff like that. There, yeah. but um. The chances are, like, if you if they don't know somebody in the in that area, the chances are, if they went to a door to actually record a song, the, the chances are to be told go. For what? I don't know why, honestly. You know what I'm talking about. But so it can um, it, it can what do you call it? It can diffuse their confidence if you want to put it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they don't even want to walk down the next door and try because why? It feels like we're going to get turned away from the door as well. Now, we're not using that one, like this discrimination one. Or like that. That's not the case here. I am saying is confidence. Do you get what I'm saying? I absolutely get so it. So yeah, sometimes yeah. it can be down to, uh, of course, it's down to, uh, a lot of times it's down to talent, but you have to get a chance to show your talent. Do you get what I'm saying? So after that, then it can be luck. Because don't worry, there is talented people in the, in the world who never had the chance either. Like yeah. It's not just travellers. Did you ever look on the YouTube there and, he's, and you might be flipping through something and maybe another song or something to pop up there? And you say, gee, that's a nice song there. I wonder who is he singing that one? That guy never got a chance to record or even got a chance to make it out there. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody does. I know that. Travellers, yes, there is some good singers. No mistake about it. There is some good singers amongst travellers. But there's a big country music scene in Ireland, right? Yes. But I don't hear... Like, I'm not into it. But I don't hear the traveller voice in it at all. Um, and although traveller music, travellers, from my experience, would listen to 
an awful lot of country music and Irish country music. Yeah, they would. Well, that's where they'd learn their songs because yeah. you wouldn't have a lot of travellers writing songs now. You'd have a lot of, uh, as you know, the settled community, say the people that, that, is, that are singers, they do a lot of writing songs. You know that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, look, someone has to write them. I know that. Do you get what I mean? Um, well, maybe it's also because the reading and writing in the travelling community in generations hasn't been uh, a, back then, a priority, yes. you know? Back then, yes. The, the, the travellers here, the majority of travellers back then wouldn't even know how to write or even read. There's no mistake about that. But that didn't mean that they didn't have the knowledge in their heads. Yeah, so that's, you know where, that's where for me the pecker done came up because I've heard stories of the, the traditional Irish music scene in Ireland being kept up by people like the Peckard Dunn because they had all their songs in their heads. Yes. And they were travelling the country. Yes. When other people weren't. When people were forgetting songs. You know. Who, who you're saying travellers was? Travellers was. No, everybody. Everybody. People who wanted to sing. He, like, the story I heard of the Peckard Dunn is that he was one of the main key people to keep traditional Irish music going in Ireland because he was... He had all the songs in his head and he'd travel every town in Ireland well singing them, you know what I mean? But that's talent-like, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's also how it just shows you that, that um, you know, having reading and writing, it's not always... No, that's right. ...where it's at because the stories were stored in his head, like... So are you saying they were his own songs? They were his songs and other people's songs. No, I understand what you're saying now. And he took yeah, them around he the did, whole country. Yeah. He had his own songs, he didn't write them down... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he learned them. He learned them. He practiced what was going on inside him, basically, in his heads, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good, uh, that's a good thing, all right. But as again, it all, it all boils back to that one thing. Talent. It does. If he didn't, if he didn't have it in his head, I mean, he wouldn't and have it the first the place. other thing is hard work, getting up and getting out and getting on the road. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's the willing side of it. What is like wanting to make it, like, you know what I mean? But, um, or having to make it. Sure, look at all the look at all the, the singers. Anyway, all the country singers. Well, it didn't have to be country singers. It could be any types of singers. And yes, they did do that. They were up and down the country, all over the whole country, England and Ireland, or whatever, America, wherever it might be, in vans and buses, travelling from pillar to post just to get their songs out there. So yeah, there is a lot, a lot of effort in trying to become somebody, as a fellow would say. But even still now, like I have a few mates who are musicians and travelling and touring is the only way they're making money. They're yeah, not they're making money off nothing else. No, well, not, they're, not, they're not making it like me sitting down. Yeah, sitting I wish. Doing <laughs> but they might, they might sell an out a couple of t-shirts, but there's no one buying music. When's the last time you bought music? Be a long, long time ago. You know, and if it was, it was probably an old Now if you want CD. music, now if you want music, CD. sure, you, you go on to the, what do you call it? Yeah, if you have CDs, fine, but... Uh, there's no one buying CDs though. Nine times out, no, that's right. You're going to look through that YouTube there and you have every sing- every song that you ever wanted on it. Yeah. Every singer, like, from all over the whole world is on it, so... It's, um... I don't know how they're making money out of music now, I need to be honest about it. Tour? They're out, no, they're yeah, out on they're the road, doing all these concerts and... Ed Sheridan's at the doing concerts up and down this country. Yeah, that's right. That's the only way they're making money. Yeah, and he's making big money out of it, isn't he? Yeah, no. They're but all back on the road like the travelling man. Yeah, but it's not... It's probably not an easy job anyway, is it? It couldn't be an easy job because if they're on, if they're on the road every day and they're, and they're on on stage every night how can that be easy but they are getting well paid for it they earn enough money where they can sit down for six months then if they want so that's the crack there anyway so um I don't know what else I think we might be alright for uh, tonight yeah I don't know what do you think that's, that's the fourth one in the bag we give it a we give that a try and see how it goes so now then the old traveller and the country man yeah the traveller and the country man let us know what you think come back to us give us a bit of feedback yes 
and we'll see you soon. We'll see you on the road. <laughs>